Welcome to the podcast. Our guest this week is Ignacio Marco, who lives in Madrid. Ignacio was a senior executive in the plastics industry for his whole career, and he worked with the likes of Exxon and Repsol. He talks about the plants he worked with, Spain, Mexico, and he even worked on building a large plant in China. Towards the end of his career, he joined Plastics Europe, which is an industry association. There he began working on the issue of plastics and sustainability. He lobbied politicians and companies to help provide solutions to the problem. Ignacio says that after climate change, plastic pollution is the second biggest environmental problem that we are struggling with. And I absolutely think he is right about this. Ignacio gives us an idea how much plastic is produced globally every day, which is an enormous figure. Finally, we get into some of the solutions and, of course, personal responsibility is one of them and what we can do about it. Also, we play out on a classic song. I think you'll find this really interesting and a, a change of topic for us, but something that's important to listen to. This podcast is sponsored by Netzer, Digital First Selling. During these times of COVID and falling telco sales, Digital First Selling is the answer to new customer acquisition, increasing revenues and cost reduction. If you are a telco, an MVNO, or an eSIM provider, we have the ideal Digital First Selling as a Service solution for you. The Netzer Digital First Selling solution enables you to sell and onboard remotely. It will integrate with your BSS and OSS systems and with Salesforce, and we meet all regulatory requirements. Contact pat.flynn at netzer.com so that we can understand your issues and provide you with the best solution. Welcome to the podcast this week. On the podcast, we have Ignacio Marco, and I apologize for incorrectly pronouncing his name, but Ignacio is in Madrid, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be uh, talking with you today. Unfortunately, we have to be on, on the distance, but uh, it's very well, nice. Thank you. Not at all. Not at all. You, are, you have a background of very high-level management in the plastics industry, but you've come... We'll talk a little bit about that. And then you have a really interesting project right now, which you and many others, I'm sure, are involved in, looking at the sustainability issues related to plastic. So we'll also talk about that. So f- first of all, you have, you, let's talk a little bit about how you got into the plastics industry in the first place. Okay. Uh, I really am a chemist by my uh, degree in chemist. So that's uh, what I studied in the university. And in fact, I studied in, uh, in a lab making some uh, chemicals, uh, <laughs> especially for uh, soaps and this kind of chemicals, uh, cleaning, cleaning detergents. After that, I, I followed an MBA in business administration and I moved to the, to the petrochemical industry. In fact, I, I joined initially a company called Exxon where I worked for around 10 years, always in the area of the plastics and uh, polyolefins in particular, which is uh, one of the families, one of the big families of plastics. Uh, after these 10 years where I spent three and a half years in Brussels, I moved uh, to another company, to the Spanish petrochemical company uh, by definition, which is Repsol. Mm-hmm. And I stayed there for nearly 20 years until uh, 2016, where I again worked most of the time with polyolefins, 
but also I spent eight years in a joint venture that they have with a Mexican partner in the rubber industry, in synthetic rubber industry. There, I have to lead a company which had a plant in Spain and had another plant in Mexico. So that was the origin of the joint venture. But uh, during my time, we also built a plant in China. So we became a global producer of rubber with plants in North America, in Europe, and in Asia. And uh, it was a very fantastic experience. Because, first of all, because we have a lot of work to do, but also because we have very different type of people working in the same company, uh, understanding uh, the things uh, differently. So we have to handle people from Mexico and from China, which are very different, of course, and yeah, of course yeah. from Europe, like us. Well, no, that, that's a pretty uh, amazing career. Uh, you know, the, the scope of it, but also the the size of the industry, the plants, the the commercial connections, the market size. I mean, I, I, because I was, we were going to talk, Ignatio, I was looking around my kitchen. I realized everything has plastic in it. Every product I buy, even my vegetables, when I buy them, they're wrapped in plastic now. So it's, it's every part of our life. And it's, a, and it's incredible material. It's so flexible. It's different grades. Now, you obviously know this, but it's really an incredible material. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me first just finish my, my the part of my career because the last period from 2016 till uh, July this year, I moved to the Raw Materials, Plastic Raw Materials Association, uh, where I really became uh, much more uh, dedicated and focused on the sustainability, which is what we are going to talk now. No? Mm -hmm. and, and again, you are right, the plastics are, are fantastic materials. It has grown dramatically in the last 20, 30 years. Because in fact, it's a, quite a jump plot. It has a, a bit more than one century, uh, but uh, we have been able to do so many things with, with plastics. They are so versatile that they are, as you mentioned, everywhere in our lives. Uh, of course, in our clothes, in our mobile phones, and of course, in the food, uh, everything we eat. And also because we have changed the, the way we are living today. We have a lot of things that we consume on the go. We have a lot of small portions compared to the past. So we have a much more packaging, which mm -hmm. has a very important uh, function to keep the material in good uh, conditions, to protect from, uh, for example, virus that we, now that we are talking about COVID or from bacteria. Uh, so it's a very important, but, uh, but it is true that uh, we are consuming so much plastic that there is a lot of plastic waste and we have to do a problem on how can we handle this waste. Mm -hmm. And this is a very important, I, I would say, after the climate change, probably is the second more important environmental uh, challenge that we have you, today. You said that before, and I thought about it, and I think you're right. I'd never thought of it in those terms that after climate change, that plastic waste is probably the second biggest problem we face in terms of pollutant. And I guess it's because plastic lasts for so long. It doesn't biodegrade. But, but maybe could you talk a little bit about how yeah, how does plastic waste manifest itself? Is it on, on land and sea? What, what's, your, what's your feeling about it? Well, let, let me give you also some figures uh, so we can put the, the situation in context. Just uh, last year, uh, 2019, every single year, every single day of the year, one million tons of plastic was produced in the world. Mm -hmm. Every single day. Out of that one million, so we are talking about 365, 370 million tons last year of production, which of course 
is much more than it was 15 or 20 or 30 years ago. And because consumption is increasing, it's a cheap material also. So it allows to reach many people which has less uh, economic uh, uh, capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happens, uh, uh, because of course, plastic lasts a long time, which for many applications is very useful when we are making a phone or when, when we are building a house, we want that the plastic that is used in that house for isolation or for the windows or for whatever application should last the same time that, than the house. So normally the duration of the plastic is very important for the application. Mm-hmm. What we have seen is that in, in the food packaging, there is where we often have a lot of consumption of plastic that we use in a few moments, in, in one minute or in one hour, and then mm-hmm. we have to handle this plastic package. And this, this is the issue we have today because, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of people who likes to have a coffee on the, on the go, uh, who like to have a small portion, but then if we are not able to handle this package back into the system with the circular economy in recycling, in any of the solutions for this uh, plastic packaging, and it ends in the, into the environment, mm-hmm. then it can stay there for many uh, years, for, for 300, 400 years, depending on, on the type of plastics. So this is the, gra- the, the great challenge we have today. How are we able to combine the way of living that we have today with the taking care of the planet that right. we are, especially the oceans. Eh? And by the way, uh, from that plastic that goes into the oceans, 80% of the plastic which ends into the oceans is coming from the land. Okay. So the first thing we have to do is to close the tap in on land because the other 20% is coming from boats, from ships and so on. But 80% is because people are throwing it in the environment or because it goes from a landfill with the wind into mm-hmm. the river and then it ends up in the ocean or it's in the washed. sea. So, so I mean, typically, I guess, environmentalists say you know, reuse, recycle, and so on. What, what do you think is the overall, what, what is going to be the solution to this? Is it that each of us need to change our behaviors? Is it government policies? What do you think is going to make the difference? This is a very good question. But <laughs> <laughs> if I had the solution, the one single solution, I would be very rich. Uh, well, first of all, uh, there is no one single solution. Uh, there are many types of plastics, and we have to keep in mind that plastics are like metals, very different plastics, uh, because they have different properties, and also they have to be treated differently when you want to recycle or to treat the, the waste of this type of plastics. Uh, the first thing I would say, and this is what we are... We are say more and more is that you have to have the responsible consumption. So it is true that there is a lot of uh, packages and not only in plastic, we have uh, cardboard, we know these big logistic companies every day bringing at home uh, a small package, a, a small thing with a lot of packages around. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the things we have to, to, to think uh, more in detail and to really try to reduce. So we don't need so many packages of plastic and of any other materials. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is we have to try to avoid what we call the single-use plastic or the single-use packaging. Mm-hmm. Because the single-use is what we were mentioning. You are using a package which can stay for many years in the environment, and you are only using that one time and for a few seconds or for a few minutes. Okay. So we have to use only single-use packages when there is really no other option. For example, if you are in a hospital, and you need to put uh, um, whatever to, 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 to a person, of course, you need to have a single-use package because there's a risk of yeah. contamination. Yeah. 
But in the rest of applications, as much as possible, you have to go to reusable. If you have, a, for example, plastic glass, you have plastic glass which have been re, can be reused uh, for many times in concerts, in, in, in uh, football games, everywhere. So we have to, uh, to change a little bit our, our mind. Uh, right. And we have done that, for example, with the plastic bag. There's more and more plastic bags that we are reusing everywhere at home. You can keep them and then you reuse it the next day. And this is uh, one of the applications of the plastics packaging, but there are many others where we can have to think on how we can move from single use to reusable. That, that's a very good example, Ignacio, because um, you know, particularly in Ireland, I think it was early 2000s, we introduced a tax on plastic bags, so it forced everybody to bring their own bag. And it's totally changed the countryside in terms of waste plastic being caught in hedges and fences and so on. But but so you're saying it, at a personal level, we can uh, look at our single-use plastic as a step forward. But you, you work with a number of, who do you work with in terms of industry bodies that are looking at this? Yes, uh, there, I mean, there, as I mentioned, there are so many solutions that we have. This is each solution, first of all, might be adapted to the specific location. So you are, it's a global problem but we have to apply local solutions, which of course we can copy from one location to another one. And this is one of the good things we have to do is mm-hmm. to try to find the good solutions and to use them wherever they are applicable. So this is one thing, but for that, we need a lot of collaboration. And, and in, in, the, in this uh, plastic waste issue, which as I mentioned, I think is a huge challenge today. Of course, the industry is doing things the citizens have to do a lot of things. They, they have the power of buying or not buying or, or choosing the right, uh, uh, taking the right decision when they're purchasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the political, the politicians, they have, of course, to, to make a, a, a playing field which is fair for all the parties, but also which uh, drives the situation into the right conditions so that people avoid to throw, away, mm-hmm. throw uh, into the environment uh, plastic materials, plastic packaging. So, so this is really a, a, a lot of different solutions. I give right. you an example. For example, there are some applications uh, like uh, when you are putting your domestic uh, organic uh, garbage. If you put that into a plastic bag, which is compostable, all that can go into the composting plant and then becomes uh, later fertilizer. So there are certain applications where you can go to biocompostable or biodegradable plastics. Right. That is one solution for a small portion of the plastics uh, that we are consuming in the world. Right. This, of course, recycling. Recycling is a very important rec- mechanical recycling. We have these uh, containers in the cities and uh, we have that in Spain and I'm sure you have that also in Ireland where you can put your plastic bottle or your plastic package into a container and then it's taken by a, spe- a specialist company and then recycle that into a new product. Right. So that's also very important. You worked with a body that worked on sustainability in the plastics industry. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. The last four years of my career until until, uh, July, I was working with the with Plastics Europe. Plastics Europe is the European Association uh, of the Plastic Raw Materials. And basically, it's a focus on finding solutions to avoid plastic waste, specifically to end the plastic waste into the environment. So I was leading the the association in the Iberian region, Spain and Portugal, 
And there I have spent a lot of time discussing with politicians, discussing, of course, with other associations, discussing with companies to try, as I mentioned before, that we have to work all in the same direction because I think the issue is of such magnitude that we don't, it's, it doesn't make sense that NGOs work in one direction, industry works in an opposite direction. We have to work all in one direction, agree with what are the priorities, and push everybody in the same direction. And for that, of course, we need to use the knowledge, the technical information, and uh, of course, the innovation that uh, all the parties can, uh, can bring into the equation. Okay, well, that's, that's really interesting. And I think it's something that we need to think about a lot more clearly. You've, you've come from the industry and you realize the scope of the problem and you're, you're working to raise this as an issue. So I'm glad that you came on the podcast and helped us. Would, how would people contact you via LinkedIn or how do you want people to contact you? Yes, I, I'm on LinkedIn with my, my name, I Marco Arboli. And, and of course, they can contact me also by email which is i marco arboli uh, slash uh, at the gmail.com i don't know if you can uh, i'll put that up yeah put I'll that put in up. the in the podcast and uh, i will be happy to to discuss more in detail there's a lot of uh, much more information that of course we cannot uh-huh. uh, discuss in 30 in 30 minutes or on in, yeah, or in yeah. a, our podcast and uh, we have not spoken for example about the chemical recycling which is one of the solutions which is coming now i think this this type of solutions we all add to the big solution, which is how we can handle all the plastic waste, which uh, ends into the environment. Okay. Well, no, no, that's brilliant, Ignacio, and thank you again. I can see, I can sense your passion about this subject, and it's, it's, you know, it's great to see it. Uh, finally, in the podcast, we ask people if there's a song they'd like to play it on. I know I may, you may be ready for this or not, but uh, do you have a song you'd like to play it on? Uh, well, I. Uh... I would like to, if you have the song of yesterday from uh, Lennon, that would be a very nice song. Absolutely. What a brilliant choice. One of the best songs ever written. So thank you very much, Ignacio. You're welcome. See you soon. Bye-bye. Yesterday All my troubles seemed so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday suddenly I'm not half the man I used to be there's a shadow hanging over me oh yesterday came suddenly why she Love was such an easy game to play I need a place to hide away Oh, I believe in yesterday Why she had to go I don't know, she wouldn't say I said some
Love was such an easy game to play I need a place to hide away Oh, I believe 